This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 556 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and TotalSaddleFit.com. On today's USDF episode, we are talking awards with Amy Swerdlin and the FEI workshop with Jen Truitt. After that, Amy was kind enough to stick around for a trainer tip. This is Reese Coppler-Stanfield from Loxahatchee, Florida. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hi, Phil. Hi, Reese. <laughs> I've missed you. Oh, you have that's to tell so everybody nice. what you were doing. Well, I was vacationing in the beautiful country of Belize. Amazing. Which was amazing. Yeah, I needed to get out of the cold for, for a little bit. <laughs> so we'd been planning this for a few months anyways. And uh, it was a lovely place. Lovely everything. I, we, we toured around the country. It's a small country. With a small population, I think it's around 300,000 people, actually. Oh, wow. Um, so it was just lovely. But, you know, I was all set to come back so that we could record our uh, <laughs> our episode yesterday. And their plane had mechanical issues. So it was delayed by a day. And I uh, have to apologize to Reese for not, not getting home in time. But uh, <laughs> we're kind of putting this together a little bit late or and making a little bit of a, a patchwork of an episode. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it i nailed it phil no offense uh yeah, you know okay, as everybody okay. knows phil and meredith go on amazing vacations so we were so excited to hear how they did in belize but i got the the text and we were schooling at at the horse show at global and it was very hot and i was like oh no i'm on my own but i have to thank amy and jen they were amazing and we had a great episode recorded and uh, we even had a new producer because all the Horse Radio Network team is at podcasts or PodFest. So it was an interesting night for me, but uh, it's all good. You know, at this point in our podcasting career, we're we're pretty good about that stuff. So I missed you, Phil, uh, and everyone will hear. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I literally just horse showed uh, and uh, got back, uh, got back, and, and here we are. So it was it's been an interesting episode, but we're getting it done for you guys. <laughs> well, uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about what 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 you are up to? What's your what's your yeah. horse plans? Sure. These, uh, next few days. Yeah. So, um, uh, I took follow me, and everyone who's been listening to the show knows about Big Mike. We call him Big Mike. Uh, this was his first show at Global, so it was actually a big day today uh, to get him to Global, and it's quite a difficult venue. It's very it's really tight, uh, so the horses have to be used to that. They have to haul in. So I don't, uh, um, his mommy, me, is kind of cheap. Uh, and I don't get a stall there because we have stall here. And so it's only, a, it's like a 15, 20 minute a trailer ride. So they have to go there. They have to show out of the horse trailer. So it's a little bit different skill um, to do uh, versus we have horse shows out here in our neighborhood and they have to hack there. So 
our horses are getting, they get quite a nice education here about different things to do. So uh, it was fun. He did 4-3, and he's still pretty darn green at 4-3. It's a, that's a tough test. It's very similar to the pre-St. George and the developing pre-St. George that I want to do with him. So he was great. He handled the atmosphere beautifully. Um, you know, he could have been a little more through and a little more together, but he won his class. So he's uh, undefeated at 4-3 at this point. But we still have some work to do. <laughs> We've only done three. But, yeah, yeah you, you, know, you got to hit the victories um, while you can. And Karen Isberg, who also is on the show quite often, uh, did her first show at Global this morning. So uh, it's been a long day. And I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm super stinky and really need a shower but it was a good horse show day and uh, shout out to Dominique Lean who's our amazing assistant who made it all happen so uh, it's quite an effort so we've been horse showing all day we horse show Big Mike does one more day tomorrow we do the freestyle um and Phil, you can understand this, and I think everyone can too. Um, you know, I'm really trying to sort of knock out my scores down here for regionals. Uh, so we need two scores over a certain percentage um, to get that done. So I'm trying to do that because then I can really go home and really do my homework. Uh, so I'm trying to knock those out where horse showing is a little bit easier than it is uh, at home. We have to travel a little bit more. So yeah, that's what we're doing. And it was a, a good day where we're, we're going to finish, uh, not going to lie, we're going to finish recording. We're going to get a shower and our whole team's going out for, uh, for some dinner. So it should be fun. So it was a good day. We'll celebrate it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I think next up, maybe we can get to the episode. You can tell us. Yes. Because so, uh, I'm not yeah, really sure what's know. going on here, but you can tell us uh, <laughs> I'm on it. What, what, what you did yesterday while I was away. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a wonderful USDF show. So after this USDF commercial break, we're coming back with Amy Swerdland. She is the chairwoman of the USDF Awards Committee. It's quite a committee, and we hope you enjoy her uh, discussion on awards. It's a, it's a really good one, and you may want a piece of paper uh, and pencil or pen uh, to take some notes. Founded in 1973, the United States Dressage Federation has become the largest organization to represent a single Olympic equestrian discipline. At nearly 30,000 members strong, USDF is your connection to dressage education, competition, and achievement. Visit usdf.org to learn more about USDF education, competition and award programs, and to shop our online store. Again, that's usdf.org, your online destination for dressage. Well, tonight we are very happy to have Amy Swerdland on our USDF program. She is has all the medals, bronze, silver, and gold medal, and she is the chairwoman of the awards committee and just received her small R judge's license. Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. We are thrilled to have you, and we were just chatting. Uh, you and I get to show together tomorrow. We're, we're right in the thickest season here in Wellington, and it's really fun because we're, we're chatting, but we'll see each other tomorrow, and that's always so fun. No, it's great. It's always great running into friends in the warm-up ring. I know. Yes, it'll be you and me, and we'll be perfect. I can just yep. tell you, 75% <laughs> for both of us. I love it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Amy, so you're new to the chairwoman position of the awards committee. Uh, so what is the job of the awards committee? Well, um, luckily, I was able to be on the committee for a few years beforehand, and I just got into this position, so I'm really excited about it. Um, and the job of our committee um, is to recognize excellence, of course, in our sport and to reward those achievements. 
And we have um, the task of organizing and providing awards for the Horse of the Year, Adult Amateur, Junior Young Rider, Vintage Cup, Freestyles, All Breeds, Performance Certificates, Individual Rider Awards as well, and the Dressage Sport Horse a dressage sport horse breeder horse of the year and then the material horse of the year of course so you guys are quite busy i am not gonna lie wow that's such a that's a huge huge role um there's that's a fantastic. lot a lot of programs yeah. that we want all of our usdf members to take advantage of Yes, exactly. And it's hard to even know. So it's great that we're talking about it and seeing how many different awards you can be eligible for. So what would you like to see the awards committee accomplish moving forward in 2020? Well, um, one of our main things is we take some time to review the existing award programs that we have. Um, That includes assessing the requirements of the programs, like if we like the score thresholds, if we... um, you know, any type of little things that might need to be tweaked in the programs and kind of move along with the times because a lot of these programs were instated many, many, many years ago. Um, And in addition, we like to evaluate the possibility of enhancing some of these awards or if we have awards that aren't really seeming to be a lot of participation in, then we may talk about discontinuing them and maybe putting the funds elsewhere into different awards or new awards. Um, But we also, um, as far as like our objectives for the committee, um, we are also evaluating the prizes that are currently offered for champions in the Adequan USDF year-end awards program. And we also have are looking into the possibility of enhancing existing award programs, such as the Rider Award and the Horse Performance Certificate programs, which are what we're kind of zeroing in on this year. Yeah, that makes complete sense. And one of one of the um, missions of USDF is awards and recognition. So it, it's really important to to see that, you know, which is mm-hmm. great. So what are some, um, there's some newer awards, right, uh, that USDF has started this year or newer for members? What, what are those like? Yeah, we, um, one of the most recent awards that we implemented, um, it was actually implemented in 2016 competition year, is the Dressage Seat Equitation Rider Award. And since the program is less than five years old, there may be some members that aren't aware of it yet. So I'd love to take a couple minutes to talk about that. Um, This award is um, divided into a tiered system. So you can get recognition at an elementary, an accomplished, and an elite level. So there's three levels. And um, for this award, the rider only needs to have a USDF group membership. You don't need to be a participating member to be eligible for this award. And actually, that is a requirement of all the rider awards. You only need to be a group member. Um, and these scores for this dressage seat equitation rider award can be earned over time. So it doesn't have to be done all in one year. You can take several years to do it. And um, this award is eligible for professionals, amateurs, and junior young riders. And when they compete in the dressage seat equitation classes at a show, it has to be a walk, trot, canter dressage equitation class. And the judges need to use um, a specific score sheet, which is a USCF dressage dressage um, seat equitation score sheet or a dressage seat equitation medal score sheet. So it has to be a specific score sheet. So of course, if you're going for those awards, you want to make sure that the show management 
is, you know, all on board and I'm the same page as you. And um, you would need three different licensed shows, USCF or USCF and USDF licensed shows, and you would need scores from three different judges. So if you were to go for your elementary level award, you would need five scores of 65% or higher. For your accomplished level, you would need five scores of 72% or higher. Or your elite level, you would need scores 80% or higher. So for all you that are going for that elite level, you in essence could probably get all three of those levels knocked out in one you know, and the, the, the yeah. first five tests, if you're going for it. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So you, so you don't have to, if, if you got the elite level that counts for the elementary and the accomplished it as Absolutely. well, right? Yes. It oh, does. that's cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, I'm always glad I do these interviews because I actually <laughs> didn't know that that existed. That is really cool. Yeah. That's it's great. a great, great new program. I love it. Oh, fantastic. So Amy, which awards are the highest participation? What's the biggest one for you guys? Well, without a doubt, it's the Ryder Medal Awards. They're definitely the most popular. Um, and these are like the awards that I'm talking about that have been around for a long time. They were first implemented in 1973, and the first medals were awarded in 1974. So a lot of people are familiar with them, but just in case some people aren't, um, the medals are broken down into the three categories. You have your bronze, your silver, and your gold medal. And to earn a bronze medal, a rider needs to have two scores at 60% or higher from two different judges at first level, second level, and third level. And for the silver medal, you need two scores at 60% or higher from two different judges at fourth level and at pre-St. George. And for the gold medal, the rider needs two scores at 60% from two different judges at intermediate one, intermediate A, B, or I2, and two scores of 60% at the Grand Prix. Fantastic. So they're also freestyle bars, right? Those are also very Absolutely. popular. Yep. And then the freestyle bars, um, they were incorporated into the Rider Awards program in 2002. And they're also broken down into a bronze, silver, and gold categories. The requirements are very similar as the regular medal awards, except that the score threshold is 65% or higher. Fantastic. So how yeah, many awards have been given? Yeah. Oh, so like last year, it was amazing. There was over 1,444 rider medals and freestyle bars that were awarded. And by far, the bronze medal was the highest, and they, we awarded 479 bronze medal awards last year. And it's been really interesting to see, since I've been on the awards committee and we get the stats and stuff, it's been interesting to see how it's increased over time. And it's just always been a steady increase with the rider medals. So we know that um, the USDF members really like that award and, and their participation is very, very high. So, um, and, and also, like I mentioned before, for the rider medal awards, you only need to be a, per, a group member. You don't have to be a participating member and the scores can be achieved over time. You don't have to do it in one year or anything. So you can work. Yeah, that's it. fantastic. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And we also, we did do a segment, um, on one of the USDF episodes and you would have to check our search engine, uh, about how kind of bronze medal 101 and what you need to do to get that. So we'll continue. Amy, we'll have to do that another time and, and just Sounds go back great. on how to get the silver and how to get the gold, but this is a really good reminder on how to do that. Um, and how do you and check also, your progress? Yeah, yeah that's you what I was just going to say. And also a great way to 
remind yourself to look into your progress is to go on to usdfscores.com. All you have to do is log in and you can enter your membership number. Um, and then you can, once you get into the page, you can click on the left tab on the left side of your screen. There's a little part that says rider award eligibility. And if you click into that, a screen will pop up and it has the icons of all the rider awards on the screen. And it's really cool because you can just take your mouse and you can click onto each icon and then a little pop-up will come and say how many rides you have that, that count towards your medals or count towards your performance um, award, rider performance award, or towards your freestyle bars. So that, that way you don't have to like go back and look through all your scores and say, oh, I got one here and I got one like eight years ago. And, <laughs> you know, it can actually just go up on the website and everything just pops up. So it's, it's a really, really great tool for everyone to use to see how they stand towards the awards. That's excellent. That's really cool. See, I didn't know that either. That's really cool. That's why I like doing this. <laughs> are there are there any awards you'd like to see or the committee would like to see sort of growth uh, increase or in, in growth and participation? Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, there's always going to be some programs that don't seem to take off as well as the Ryder Medal <laughs> Awards, but um, we'd like to see uh, members take advantage of the USDF Horse Performance Certificate Program. Uh, we also would like to see more junior young riders take advantage of the um, year-end awards um, and also with the Materiel and the Dressage Sport Horse Breeder Horse of the Year Awards. So those are some of the ones that we'd love to see a little, some increase in participation in. Fantastic. And what are the Adequan USDF year-end awards? What are those? So the Adequan USDF Year-End Awards um, is an annual awards program. So that means that the required scores must be earned in one competition year. So this is a yearly thing. The, um, the USDF competition year always starts October 1st, and it runs to September 30th. So the year-end awards are broken down into 15 different award categories, and they include like dressage, the material, um, the dressage sport horse breeder, horse of the year, as well as like adult amateur, junior young rider, para dressage rider of the year, um, and vintage cup. Um, we also have awards for the USCF four-year-olds and the FEI five and six-year-olds. Um, Musical Freestyle Awards. We also have the Adult Amateur Music Freestyle Award, um, the Musical Freestyle Challenge Award, um, <laughs> along with the Dressage and the Dressage Sport Horse Breeder of the Year. So uh, a lot of um, awards that people can really, you know, work for every year. Um, and then we also have the USDF All Breed Awards that are included in the year-end uh, award program. And the great thing about all of these awards is that USDF automatically tracks them, so you don't need to do it. Um, once you have met all of your award requirements, USDF will like, automatically rank your horse, yourself and your horse, or your rider and your horse um, in the year-end award standings. And usually they're updated about twice a week. So. Um, wow. You can start checking into that. I, I don't know if they have it up yet because obviously it's so, you know, early. <laughs> early, yeah. Yeah, but, um, but you know, in another month or so, they'll start, play, you know, posting some standings and they do update it like twice a week. Oh, that's fantastic. So how do the horse and rider teams become eligible for the All Breeds Awards? So the All Breeds Award is, is a very special award because you're only competing against um, horses that are in the same breed as you as your horse. 
So what you have to do is you have to fill out, you have to declare your horse, and you do that by filling out a USDF All Breeds Awards Declaration form, and you can get that on the USDF website. Um, with that form, you have to submit a copy of your horse's um, official breed or performance registry papers, and there is a $35 declaration fee. So the deadline... Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, the declaration fee, is that a one-time fee or is that a yearly fee? It is. Fee? Yes, it oh, is a cool. one-time fee, and then they're always registered. Um, and the deadline for registration um, to declare the horse for the 2020 All-Breed Awards is August 1st of this year. Excellent. Very yeah, cool. So, yeah. So um, it's also important to remind um, the USDF members that current year foals may be declared for all breed awards with a copy of their full registration certificate, their inspection certificate, or a letter of eligibility from the breed registry. And once the declaration has been made, the owner of the horse will receive a confirmation email from USDF, and it will also appear on usdfscores.com. If you were to log in under your horse's name or number, um, it will show on that page that your horse is registered with a specific breed. And, um, yeah. And the one thing you want to make sure, um, you know, you probably would want to check with the breed registry itself because a lot of them have their own requirements. Um, I know like mine, cause I'm really active with the Oldenburg horse breeder society. So, you know, we have to be a member every year for, to be eligible for the all breed awards. So each breed registry probably has their own rules that you need to follow as long as having, as well as having everything, um, declared through USDF. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Well, that makes total sense. So also check with your association as well. So that makes sense. Excellent. So what uh, is the committee working on any new awards to be implemented soon? Yeah, we're really excited about the special recognition that we've been working on. It's actually been over a year we've been putting this together. And it's for USDF members who have earned their bronze, silver, and gold medals and the bronze, silver, and gold freestyle bars. So it's for someone that's earned all of those rider awards. It's really a great thing. Um, And obviously it takes someone a long time to be able to accomplish this. So we really feel like it's a milestone and it needs to be recognized. Um, USDF will be tracking this recognition. So there's no need for the rider to apply for it. Um, The USDF members who um, earn all three medals and all freestyle bars will have their name put on a plaque, which is going to be housed at USDF office, and the rider will receive a certificate and a lapel pin. So we're also looking, in addition to that plaque and certificate and lapel pin, we want to put a page up, potentially put a page up on the USDF website that can highlight all those who have received this accomplishment. Well, and as, I'm not going to lie. As of right now, yeah, there's been about there's about 50 people from the span of beginning, you know, like I had said, with the freestyle bars being implemented in 2002 and the rider medals being implemented in 1973. There's 50 riders so far that have have made this accomplishment. So, and every year we're hoping to add more, obviously, but it's kind of something to, uh, you know. A, a new goal. Like I'm actually thinking yeah. about going back and getting my second level freestyle score so I can like, <laughs> actually, Amy, bronze, you know, bar. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I did it last year. I got my, yeah. I had to work backwards. I got my, I have all, all of them. I got all six. So I got my finished. I had to finish the bronze. That was the hardest. And it was my second level was the hardest one to finish, but I, I have all That's three, all, all six. Yeah. So now, so I'm so like, now you're going to be on the plaque. I'll be on the plaque. I'm like thrilled. <laughs> 
See, this is the fun part of your job. You get to like award people stuff. Like I'm pumped. I'm like, no, it's really great. Cool. I'm like super excited. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm like, I want something. That's great. I love it. So, yeah. So, so that award, uh, we'll, we'll be contacted for that one. Is that absolutely. Yep. You don't have to do anything for it. Oh, even better (laughs) because I'm terrible at paperwork. So awesome. (laughs) So Amy, what advice do you have for USDF members interested in any of the awards uh, that USDF offers? Well, of course, the best thing to do is to look at the current issue of the USDF Member Guide. Um, They have everything outlined in there for all of the awards, all the requirements, all how to be eligible um, for you and your horse. Um, And if you have any questions, you know, you can give me a call. You can call USDF. You can email me. Um, I'm happy. So, Amy, if you don't mind, what's your email? If everyone can (laughs) ask you questions. I'm sure my email is a Bradley W L C C at hotmail.com and Bradley is spelled B R A D L E Y. Fantastic. Well, Amy, that was incredible. And I think we're all, I, I, I'm going to have to re-listen to this because there was so much good information in there. And, and if you, like you said, you have any questions, just give USDF a call or send Amy an email. And we, this is a huge job and we're so thankful that you do it. So thank you so much for your time that you give USDF. Oh, it's my pleasure. And uh, I hope all the members reach their award goals this year. I'm really excited about all the new programs and all the existing programs. So I hope everyone can reach their goals. Absolutely. Well, you got you have a very fun job at the end of the day. So fantastic. Yes. And thanks so much to you and your whole committee. Thank you so much, Reese. I appreciate it. Right after this commercial break from Kentucky Performance Products, we're going to come back with Jen Shruitt. She is a certified instructor through second level. Uh, she is has all her medals, and she is an L graduate with distinction, and I hope you enjoy her experience. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Feeding your horse starch-laden grains can lead to colic, laminitis, and metabolic disease. Today, nutritionists are recommending the use of high-quality fat to provide healthy calories. Fat is an extraordinary energy source. It's readily utilized by the horse and contains more than two times the calories of starchy grains. Replacing grain with a high-quality fat supplement reduces a horse's risk of developing health problems. Equijewel Stabilized Rice Bran is an excellent fat supplement. It contains a balanced calcium to phosphorus ratio and won't cause mineral imbalances when added to the diet. Its all-natural ingredients are high in healthy fat and fiber. And best of all, horses fueled by Equijewel stay calmer and more focused on the job at hand. When you need to add healthy calories to your horse's diet, choose Equijewel. To learn more, visit Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. Well, tonight, I'm so happy to have Jen Truitt for this USDF episode. She is the owner and manager and head trainer at Dancing Horse Farm in Ohio, and she is a USDF certified instructor through second level, along with bronze, silver, and gold medalist and a fantastic FEI trainer and instructor. Jen, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Right. So this has been a very big week here in Wellington. There have been all kinds of USDF certified instructor workshops going on. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you've decided to go to the FEI workshops. So um, my farm is in Lebanon, Ohio, and I was fortunate enough um, several years ago to host the instructor certification program and go through it to second level. Um, And then since then, I've wanted to continue on. 
and do fourth or FEI, but it just hadn't worked out to be possible until I got an email from Kathy Robertson at USDF inviting me to do this FEI certification based on um, the competition records of my horses and my students. Um, so I was thrilled, of course, because it was happening while I'm down here in Wellington. And um, I got accepted and I actually applied for the Marielle Barnett um, instructor trainer grant that's given through the Dressage Foundation. And I won one. I was, I'm so excited. So cool. It's a thousand dollar grant. And I mean, this doing the certification is so expensive, as you know, Reese, since you're FEI certified. Yes. Um, it's, it's just an incredible gift that Marielle has given us um, in USDF to um, help that our trainers that are out there like you and me to be able to pursue this kind of education and be able to get the stamp of approval from USDF. So I um, am one of five recipients. We, they, they just were announced, um, I think yesterday, in fact. Yeah. yeah and it just went out. It's fantastic. Amazing. I, and the, the program was so exciting. Um, there were six of us. And it was hosted over at Tooney Page's Still Point Farm right off of South Shore Boulevard. And, oh, my God, her place is phenomenal. I, I just had to take pictures of my horse, Tappy, standing in the stall because it was like, you know, we were, I don't know, we, I felt like a queen and like he was my king. And it was just amazing. Um, so Lilo 4 was the um, faculty member who was giving the workshop. And uh, it was amazing the first day. We all got to teach lessons after Lilo gave us a demonstration lesson teaching, of all people, the amazing Noel Williams. We were all like, wow, we, you know, we're just so lucky, you know, to have so many great riders and trainers down here who are willing to help out. And so then each of us had a volunteer rider uh, on their own horse who came in and we got to teach them and they were all doing uh, like fourth to pre-St. George. I was lucky enough to get an amazing rider um, who's one of Bill, Bill McMullen's students. Her name is Bobby, and I'm just going to not be able to remember her name right now. Um, she just was getting ready to do I-2, and I was able to help her get some more points um, and, like, the entries into her half passes. We worked on pirouettes, and it, it was just, so much fun to get to work with her and then have Lilo and the rest of the participant trainers there to kind of bounce ideas back and forth. It was just so exciting. You know, how often do we actually get to sit and work with other trainers, you know, and really just talk and, and say, you know, what do you think this would help this rider? And it was very encouraging environment. Um, and then the day two, we all got to ride horses. So, um, those of us who had horses that we could bring, um, we rode those horses. And then the, there were other horses that were incredible that were volunteered for the people who flew in for this. And um, it's just, you know, I can't say enough good things about the people who take their time out of their day and volunteer to either ride their own horse or allow somebody else to ride a horse to go through this program uh, and the horses were such high ca uh, caliber. It was, we were just really lucky to have the people and the horses show up that we did. 
And so then the second day was just the same as the first, where it was a lot of um, interaction among the participant trainers and Lebo as the rider would ride through, sort of warming up and riding through a, um, you know, all the way to the end of a training ride on an FEI horse. And it was, it was just great camaraderie and helpfulness, support, uh, all of that. I just, I'm thrilled. It was a wonderful experience. So I'm so happy to have been able to do it. No, it's fantastic. And I think that's, um, you know, we've been lucky enough, actually, yeah, I, uh, the uh, Bill McMullen and Bill Warren and uh, myself, we just hosted also the, um, the younger trainers, the training through second level workshops here at our farm the last two days. So Lilo uh-huh. is a very busy lady. She did um, the FEI workshop and then um, the training through second level workshops here at our farms. And it's a great program. And, you know, it's it fun is. even for my students, you know, I just got to sit back. I was the organizer. So I, I just really got to sit back and watch. And it was fun to see, you know, how my students were able to do what they needed to do, which was fun. And, and to see, mm-hmm. oh, gosh, there's some great ideas even these young instructors were coming up with. Um, so that it's was really the best part, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great. And like you said, the trainers working together and, you know, that's what we yeah. all really need to continue to do because um, the certification, it is a difficult program, but as it Jen is. is saying, it's, it's a great way to get some camaraderie. Um, there, there is funding. I do hear a lot of times that people are like, well, it's an expensive program. It is, but um, like any profession, uh, it's, I feel it's very important to have continuing education and opportunities. And that's what the certification gives you, uh, is that ability and kind of plugs you into the system, which is exactly Absolutely. what Jen did. Yeah. Cause you were able to kind of move on, um, from the second level to the FEI certification, uh, which is fantastic. So it's a difficult program, but like you said, there's a lot, a lot of bonuses to that program. And, uh, it's fantastic to hear you going through and, um, it, it really is something any of us that are certified would love to, to share our experiences. I know you would, and, and going to the FEI, mm-hmm. It, it, it's really a fantastic program. Uh, so I absolutely am thrilled for you. And so what's your next step Thank in that you. program? What do you, what so do you guys do next? They, they are going to um, work on they being Lilo and Kathy with USDF. They're going to sit down and try to figure out when they can host an exam. And they're also talking about hosting another workshop. So if there are people out there who are considering doing it, um, there is going to be another workshop. They're just not sure when or where. Um, so, and also I didn't realize that the FEI certification does not require you to have gone through the lower level certification. So people actually could apply to go through it, um, without having gone through the lower level certifications. Um, it sounds like, however, it's hard to be successful because you kind of have to know, you know, you understand how the program kind of works and what they're looking for. Um, but it's, it's there is not a prerequisite. So right. it is possible. So I think that's pretty cool for, you know, like our really advanced international riders that are out there. You know, it's, it'd be great if we got more international riders certified um, and just get this program more recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's amazing how much education this program provides. You know, I go to the convention every year and there we always have a, a workshop every day, an educational session every day. And of course, this program is what puts on the FEI Trainers Conference down here every year in January. 
there's a ton of opportunities that um, are available through USDF through the Instructor's Trainer Program. And I just highly encourage everybody out there, if you're a dressage trainer and you've thought about it and it's too expensive, just contact the Dressage Foundation because there is grant money out there to help and it is worth the time and money. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, I totally agree with that as well. It's it's a great program and, and continues and it's continuing to to develop and grow, uh, which is good for all of us trainers. But, you know, it's it's fun because, it, like you said, it really does bring a camaraderie to the sport. And, and how can we mm-hmm. do our jobs better? And that's really what what the whole uh, program is for is instructors to give us support. And, and how do we get the program better. So I love it. Well, Jen, how Mm -hmm. could, if anyone has any questions and they want to touch base with you about any of your experiences, how could they find you online? So I have a website. It's um, mydhf.com and DHF stands for Dancing Horse Farm. Or then another um, web link would be dancinghorsefarmoh.com. OH stands for Ohio. And my email address is jen at mydhf.com. And you can also find me on Facebook under Jennifer Sappington Truett. And my Dancing Horse Farm also has its own Facebook page too. And that's just Dancing Horse Farm. Cool. Fantastic. Well, Jen, thanks so much for coming on the show. And we can't wait to hear how the rest of your certification goes. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to have been able to spend time with you guys tonight. This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. Well, Phil, you know we've been working really hard. No offense, you've been on vacation. So we've been uh, uh, working with the Total Saddle Fit Stability Stirrups. And today, I actually had one of my students, who is a slender lady, uh, try the slim stability stirrup leathers because we Justin sent us those stirrups to give them a try I hadn't tried them and I will tell you she loved them I um I actually ride in the original stability stirrup leathers I like them uh but they have a buckle um where the normal stirrup leather buckles in the slim ones do not they have a buckle lower and I will tell you um my ladies that are are really thin they really like that. They don't like the buckle up high. They like the buckle lower. So I will tell you that that was really cool to see her enjoy those and, and, and like those stirrups. So I would highly recommend them. Um, if you're trying to choose between which stirrup leathers, I'm much more of a traditional girl. I like traditional stirrup leather irons. I love uh, the stability stirrup leathers. Um, but my ladies who are slender, uh, I have some real estate in the thigh region, so I'm fine. But they really, really like uh, the thinner version and the slim ones. So I have that. That's my my uh, take on the, on the stirrup leathers. Have you? Yeah, you- I think it's just a personal preference. Um, the only thing about the ones, the, the s- slim version, is that you uh, have to fold your stirrup your stirrup leathers and and your irons over top of the saddle because you can't run them up. Right. So that's the only that's the only thing that I would I would uh, yeah. uh, like to tell people about about that that kind. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, all the products are great from totalsaddlefit.com. You should uh, check them out, and they're great about answering questions uh, if you have them. So 
um, just go to totalsaddlefit.com. Absolutely. And we have a great Total Saddle Fit tip of the week from Amy Swirlin. We hope you enjoy. Well, for this week's her Total tip. Saddle Fit tip of the week, we are so happy to have Amy Swirlin. She stayed on the program and she is a new small R USDF judge, USDF medalist, and chairwoman of the USDF Awards Committee. Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, I just grabbed you because you just got your small R judge, and that's amazing and so difficult. So congratulations. Thank you so much. It's been a labor of love. <laughs> Long it time. Is, <laughs> it is. Uh, it's jitting your judge's license is no joke. It is so difficult. And um, I asked you that, that what would be your total saddle fit trainer tip of the week for everybody as, as a new judge, new small R judge? Excuse me. So um, my thing would be to tell everyone to work on the non-brilliant movements. Work on your entries to the halt, work on your halt rainbacks, work on your walk, um, turn on the haunches. Um, those are so important. You don't need a big fancy mover to receive a good score. Um, it's more training and repetition. And so that, that would be my tip is to not to throw away points by being sloppy in the halts and in the turn on the haunches. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that those are, that's so smart because the non-brilliant movements, like you said, by definition, it doesn't matter. You can literally be on the best horse in the world and you eat your halts either square or it's not, or right. Your rain back or you, is, or you stick a turn on the haunches. You stick one of the legs and you don't keep the, the rhythm regular and the turn on the haunches and you're at a four, you know, if you stick a stick a foot. So, you know, just to make sure that you really take the time and, and practice it. A lot of times people just don't practice those things. Right. And usually the turn on the ha haunches or walk parrots, aren't they typically double scored? Yes, they are. Yeah. And rain back too can also sometimes yes, be double scored. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And then the halt, you have at least two halts in a test. A lot of times you have three. Yes. So <laughs> I know and, and I was, I was beating, I was beating myself up about that just on one of my other horses the other week. So that's, that's what made me think of this because I'm just like, Oh, can my halts be any worse? So I really, so the last two weeks has been like halting, halting, halting. So it's yeah. don't, make, don't make the mistake I made. <laughs> I know. No, it's so true because it's easy to do it and you forget about it. And then the next thing you know, you're like, Oh man, you know, if, if you, if you have a mistake in a technical movement and then you have a mistake in these movements, the non-brilliant, oh boy, your score is going to take a header. So yeah. it, it is, there's such important things. And just, you know, as we're all training right now, you know, don't, don't not ride a square halt. Every dressage horse is going to have to halt, yeah. <laughs> you know, just so things true. like that. And the center lines, I think the yeah. center lines, right. Are not just to be straight yeah. on the center line. And yeah, absolutely. Now center lines aren't Defined right as non-brilliant, but there's right. something. The halts just... are, yeah, yeah, exactly. Or like even like a, a the halt rain back is a non-brilliant movement. So yeah, I mean all those things you just throw end up throwing away points if it's something that you don't practice. If you have a rain back that's crooked or they're a little bit resistant in that, all of that can be done very well on a big brilliant mover or a, a horse that's like maybe a six mover. They can still do those movements just as well. So. It's just well, silly to throw points away. I love it. I think for all of us, um, you know, Amy and I are, are showing right now and they're just, it's great reminders, but it's also a great reminder if you're just training and, and don't, don't lose those points. So I love it, Amy. Great, great tips. So Amy, how can our listeners find you online if they have any more judges tips or, or anything about you or the USDF awards program? 
Well, um, they could contact me through our website at Palm Beach Equine Sports Complex. That's my real job is managing that facility here in Wellington, Florida. So the website is palmbeachequinesportscomplex.com. Fantastic. Well, Amy, thanks so much. And we look forward to talking with you soon. Great. Thank you so much. Well, Phil, high five. I'm glad we got this episode out and running. Uh, and we look forward to doing even more the, this spring. And uh, keep those emails and Facebook shout outs. I actually have a couple uh, uh, questions in the queue for us. Uh, I haven't shared them with Philip yet. So I will make sure we get on that and, and we get we, going we, for the next Yeah, time. you got to give me a chance to get organized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, 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 we're making it happen. So it's awesome. Well, I'm glad, Phil, you made it back safe and sound. And uh, look forward to next week. The United States Dressage Federation is your connection to dressage education, competition, and achievement. Visit usdf.org for more information. That's www.usdf.org, the online destination for dressage. You can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. I think the best way to find me is probably on Facebook or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week for allowing us to put on a show. And don't, to check to, don't forget to check out all the other shows on Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back and we look forward to next week's show. <laughs> <laughs>